Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy Pentecost. Today, the Church celebrates the great feast of Pentecost. We celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit and the formation of the Church. And that's why today we're going to speak about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one from the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is not an energy or a force. Like from Star Wars, you say, the force be with you and this abstract concept of, of godliness. No, the Holy Spirit is a person. It is a person. It is one from the Trinity. And because it is a person, that means that we can have relationship with this person. We have relationship and we can worship this, the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Coptic Orthodox Church dedicates the third hour of every day to the worship of the Holy Spirit. And many of the hymns of the church, we have a hymn called that we just sang, it's called the hymn of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Holy Spirit, that we sing on every time we want the Holy Spirit to descend, we remember Pentecost. And we sing this hymn, we sing it in the weddings, we sing it on Pentecost, we sing it on all like ordinations of like clergy, we sing it on the events in the descent of the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking for a moment, can you imagine a church without a Holy Spirit? Could you imagine a church without a Holy Spirit? What would a church be without a Holy Spirit? It would be an organization. Yeah, it would just be an organization. It would be a company. Uh, there's many companies and very successful companies. Without the Holy Spirit, we'd just be a gathering of people, just coming to give a word. I would be a motivational speaker if, if there is no Holy, speaker, uh, Holy Spirit. <laughs> if there was no Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we become carnal people. Carnal people, we are enslaved by passion, lust, gluttony, all of these things. But with the Holy Spirit, we become spiritual people. Spiritual people. I'm not talking about the people that are like, I'm so Zen and all the. No. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. We need to ask ourselves, are we spiritual people or are we carnal people? To be a spiritual person, it means something very specific. It means to be born of the Spirit, to be born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of life. And that's why in the Creed we say, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit is called the giver of, giver of life. Because the Holy Spirit, He is the animator of life. Remember this word, the animator of life. Would you agree with me that life is sacred? Do you agree that life is sacred? Or is it sometimes sacred? No, political question. No, no. actually it's always sacred. Even the atheist and everyone, all of society believes life is sacred. It's actually not up for debate. Life is sacred. And why is it sacred? Why do atheists consider life sacred? Why, does it, why is life sacred? Because there is a Holy Spirit in us. Man is in the image of God. Man is in the image of God. But the Holy Spirit is not content with just being like the image of God, everyone. That's not it. Everyone, whether Christian, not Christian, 
is in the image of God. But that is not it. That is not sufficient. Because the Holy Spirit wants to give us a new life. This old life that we currently have is destined for death. All of us, we will die. But the Holy Spirit wants to give us a new life. Wants to give us something different. To reborn to be born again. And that's why if you paid attention to the reading of the Catholic epistle today, St. John, all he speaks about over and over and over and over again is that now you are sons of God. How are you sons of God? Because you have been born of the Holy Spirit. So don't we say in the creed, the Lord Jesus Christ was born of... Of who? He's born of the Holy Spirit and of the... When to? Born of mean. Who are you born from? Who are you born from? You have to be born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit. That's what it means to be a spiritual people. That's why... And all of us, we have been born through the Spirit, through our baptism. If we live our baptism. If we live our baptism. And that's why... Like, this is the change... Remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Samaritan woman, we were talking about change. We were saying, how can people change? I said, actually people don't change. The only way people change is if they are, we said this last time, born again. If they have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who does change. Otherwise, we could come here and we could bring bread and we could do, and we could, you know, we used to bring a shoebox and we do the liturgy and all this and but that's at the end is is it bread or is it become body? It becomes body through the Holy Spirit, through the descent of the Holy Spirit. So if you want change in your life, how are you going to change? You can be bread, like if you can just be and things won't change. Just do what you do, things won't change. But if you want real change, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Today let's talk about the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. After our baptism, the Holy Spirit, it animates our life. It changes every aspect of our life. Actually, the Holy Spirit gives us sensation. Sensation. It gives us clarity of vision. And to see the world in a different way. The other day I was watching, I saw a TV and the TV was an old TV. And the picture on... You remember the old TVs? What the picture was like? And I just looked at the... I stayed in front of this TV like five minutes. Just looking at the picture. Like I wasn't paying attention. I was just looking at the picture. Because it was so hazy. And lines and... It was like the old TVs. In fact, you know old TVs now? Now you like walk into Costco. You see like the 4K and the ultra high definition. And, and you see... Like when you look at the picture, you see like... Colors. You see detail. You can see like the straightening. Like you can see your hair, hair fibers now. You see every detail. And it has this like the old TV is like life without the Holy Spirit. Life kid colorless, mundane. You can't see the world. It looks eh. Because then with the Holy Spirit, you see the world differently. You see the world colorfully. You see the details. You see the intricacies of the world. You see the love of God manifest in every place. And so I've seen the old TV. I've seen the old colors. Well, do you want to see vibrant colors? 
I think to show like how, the, all the details of the world to see how God is manifest in the world. This is only done through the Holy Spirit. It gives us sensation. It gives us sensation. The Holy Spirit is what unites us into the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Into in the body of Christ. Can you imagine the body of Christ? What kind of sensation is in the body of Christ? Can you imagine the eyes of Christ? How does the eyes of Christ penetrate the soul? Do you have that ability to see? Do you want those senses? Do you want the ability to hear the Holy Spirit in nature, in, in the world speaking to you? Ask for the senses that, that can only be attained if we are in the body of Christ. That's why the Pauline epistle today, look at what St. Paul he says, For by one spirit you are all, they mean, by all baptized, by one spirit you are all baptized into one body, into one body, whether Jews, Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many members. So there's many members in this one body. So it's the Holy Spirit that gives us access into this one body. These, these days, Anna has this, and you tell me if I'm, that we are becoming more and more selfish. More and more selfish. More and more isolated from the body. More and more isolated, more and more selfish. And the more we focus on ourselves, the more isolated we become, the more disconnected we become from the body of Christ, the body of Christ. And we become isolated from the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's why every person, every person here has to be connected. How are you connected to the body? How are you connected to the body? How? Actually, St. Paul, he answers. He says, each one of you has a purpose. Each one of you has a role that to do in this body. Can you imagine for a moment? Yeah, it's summertime now, and a lot of people, they've had accidents, and they broke bones, and they fractured and stuff. And Yeah, could you imagine, like... Someone broke their bone, like a child breaks their bone, and the parent, kidda, just add kidda, like watching, like, just watching the kid with a broken bone, just watching the kid, like, it's like, ah, my bone's broken, and the parent's like, oh, it'll heal itself, don't worry. Could you imagine? What would a parent do? What would a parent do? He wants to fix the bone. He wants to go see a doctor. We need to do fix the bone. If the church has a broken bone, what are we going to do? What if the church has a broken bone? What are we going to do? We just watch the bone be broken? How about the pain that comes from a... Anybody who's broken a bone knows it's so painful. What about the pain from a broken bone? We're just going to let the pain just get out? Do you feel that pain? If someone else breaks the bone, do you feel that pain? What a ha ha ha. That's your bone, not my bone. Then it's not your body. Then it's not your body. Is it your body? If you break a bone in your body, you feel it, right? That's the way the church should be. 
That's the way the church should be. The church should be a people who care for each other. Should be one, one body. And everyone should care about the interest of each other. If we don't have this care, then I say we're not one body. I say we don't have the Holy Spirit. Do you agree? Do you agree? Hopefully we have this body. We have this body. And we have good servants and we have great servants that care and they do and go the extra mile. And do you care? To, to care, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit, to be in the one body. To care for each member of the body, to feel each part of the body. Another important work of the Holy Spirit is that it animates like our life. It animates our life. It animates the Bible. The Bible, like any book, is just a bunch of ink on paper. Like any book. It's ink and paper. But what's unique about the Bible is that there is a Holy Spirit that animates the Bible. That animates the Bible. Fakir Disney, Disney Studios. Disney Studios took ink on a paper and took some static images. And what Disney Studios was so brilliant to do is they flashed those static pictures together and then those static pictures became dynamic. And they took a static image and it became something... Mickey, I love Mickey. We all love Mickey. And it became something amazing. The Holy Spirit takes the static words on a page and makes them come to life. Better than Disney though. This is, I've, we, there's lots of Jesus films and Jesus movies and, and all veggie tales and and all of that is great and beautiful because it brings a static story dynamic. That's, a, that's amazing. God bless. But the Holy Spirit goes even further than what Disney and what veggie tales and what the, and Mel Gibson and all the like can go. The Holy Spirit can go further. How can the Holy Spirit go further? The Holy Spirit can put you inside the Bible. It drops you inside the Bible. When you read of the Samaritan woman, you say, I'm on the Samaritan woman. I'm the Samaritan woman. When you see the paralytic man, you say, wow, I'm the paralytic man. I'm so paralyzed. I'm paralyzed. When the widow who lost, and I'm the widow, I lost everything. The Holy Spirit brings the Bible to life. It animates the Bible. Many of us, we say, the Bible's boring. It's not just... Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's the Holy Spirit to animate the Bible? That's why Father Lev Jolay, I have to give a small pitch for Father Lev Jolay. He says, what I believe firmly, Lord, is that by gift and by grace, your Holy Spirit can make all the actions... Your Holy Spirit can make all the actions of your earthly life immediately present and communicable to me. I believe that through the Spirit and in the Spirit, I shall be enabled to take part in the episodes of the Gospel. When you read the Gospel, it's not just a story. You're in the Gospel. You are not an actor. Like, no, you are in it. It's about you. That's about you. You are in it. I believe that the Holy Spirit can, should He so wish, thus write the life of Jesus in my soul and make me live in it. To make me live in it. Ah. 
The liturgy is not a show. It's not a show. We are reliving a sacrifice. We are reliving a sacrifice. Do you want to relive the sacrifice? Well, into gagging, just get a... Watching the show, watching the deacon sing a couple songs and then go... No. This is real. There is real things going on. And it's only accessed by... The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does in our life is it leads our... Leads our life. Leads our life. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit gave the apostles tongues of fire and they went out and preached to... All the nations. Where did they get their words from? Where? They got it from? The Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is leading the life of, of every Christian. into. Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? Yani, when the Simeon the Elder... What does it say about Simeon the Elder? And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was just about waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the... And the what? The Holy Spirit was a, it had been revealed to him. Revealed to him as they. What is he doing? He had direction. He had a purpose from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was guiding his life. Was telling him, you should wait here. Someone's coming for you that you're going to like. The Holy Spirit gives us direction in our life. St. Peter. How did St. Peter know to go to meet Cornelius? How? How? The Holy Spirit told him. Thank you. Yes. The Holy Spirit told him. How did Cornelius know to call for St. Peter? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is active. Many people say, I don't know what God wants for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did you ask the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit leading your life? The Holy Spirit would love to tell you how to lead your life. Are you willing to be led by the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit loves to speak through the prophets. Many times, one time I was sitting with someone, and this someone was like wanting to commit a sin so bad. And this person said, on the day I was going to commit this sin so bad, Someone came to me and told me, and like just had a conversation about this sin, just out of the blue. And and the person said, I realized God was telling me, don't commit this sin. Like, and the person went and did the sin anyway. And then came back in like repentance, crying, said, I... And I said, don't worry, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always there. Instructing us, guiding us, giving us words of wisdom, teaching us. That's why in the gospel today it said the Holy Spirit will convict the world of... Will convict the world of sin. To teach us, no. Well, you know when you sin, you say, oh, I sinned. Everyone knows when they sinned. Everyone knows. Until you know, well, you don't know. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And when you feel like you've sinned, don't shut out the voice of the Holy Spirit. Come repenting. I think this person now, now they know like God, how much God like cares to send them a special message just for them, for this particular, like, 
like this person changed immediately, said, wow, God's so loving, merciful. He sends me a message just for me. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is talking to each and every, and every person as long as we're willing to hear, as long as we're opening our ears to the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to give us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. What is the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Sharfin? Sleepiness. The fruit of the Holy Spirit to give you love and joy. That's why the, when the Lord he said, I'm ascending, He said, don't be sad. Don't be sad. It's to your advantage to go. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit will give you joy no one will take away. Joy no one will take away. Said the only we need the Holy Spirit now more than ever, don't we? The spirit of joy. The spirit that no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter what's going on in our... If we have the Holy Spirit in us, I promise the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is joy. This fruit, that's what it says. It says the fruit of the spirit is joy and love. Into Isaiah, joy and love. And this is the day of the Holy Spirit to come into us. This is the day when we should ask ourselves to become full of the Holy Spirit. To become full of the Holy Spirit is to become intoxicated. Many people, they get intoxicated by khamra and wine and beer and all this stuff. And yesterday we were speaking to the homeless people and they had their bottle. I said, this is Satan in a bottle. This is Satan in a bottle. Because this controls you. This controls you. And similarly, that's why it says that, the whole, that we should become full of the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to control you. To, to, to move your senses. To see the way the Lord sees. Huh? Become intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. That's why they said, these people are drunk. They said, what? Because they were so moved by the Holy Spirit. I pray that today we have a true Pentecost. We have a Pentecost every liturgy. And the Holy Spirit descends upon us. Let the Holy Spirit come into, into each and every one of us. Actually, we say that. May the Spirit come upon these and change these offerings and to change us. I'll say it out loud today so until you can hear it. That the Holy Spirit can change us. This is the message of Pentecost. To become vessels full of the Holy Spirit. A Christian without the Holy Spirit is no Christian. Is just like carnal. And to be born of the Spirit. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Uh...